welcome to today's Fast Track episode of The Growth Zone. My name is Christian Bartsch and these episodes provide you with a focused mind-feeding topic. You can use it to have some new ideas to guide you through the day. Let's get started on today's topic. So in today's episode, we are going to look into ways to increase your personal and business wealth by using the stock market. So if you've been following the news and maybe seeing different kind of activities, whether it's posts on Twitter, Reddit and other kind of platforms, you will have been listening or reading to all different kinds of discussions or articles about what's been happening with the stock market in different places, in particular in the United States. Now, that kind of activity is a bet. It's gambling. Um, it's using the stock market, betting against each other. And uh, the thing is, the, the big banks and the big uh, venture capital people have a direct access to the stock market so of course retail investors that's i mean with that the private investor who has uh, to put their orders um whether it's for stocks or options and so on they use usually a online brokerage service online trading service and in most of these cases usually these are market makers in the next few episodes, I'll be discussing a bit more in detail all these different makings and how to actually change the game towards you. But the first and foremost thing is our attitude towards investing and what's a good way and what's a bad way. So if you're gambling, you are actually putting money on the stock market without actually knowing what you're doing. And when you follow all these posts that you see, for instance, on Reddit and that, you will see people losing money and getting frantic and crazy and very, very unhappy. And some even thinking of doing crazy stuff to their own lives. So why actually is that happening? The human is a human being that will be attentive towards certain kinds of attractions. And one of these attractions is, of course, money, wealth, greed, and that. And if greed takes over, people stop thinking and think, oh, I can get more money. It's the same thing as if you go to a casino and try to gamble. You win a bit and you think, oh, I've got a lucky strike. Then you're losing and you're losing. Oh, yeah, the next one will be good and I'll win, I'll win. And still are losing and eventually you leave the casino broke. And that's exactly what some of these people are doing on the stock market. And a few people, of course, are sitting in the group reading and thinking, good, okay, I'll place my big orders in the direct access to the market. And yeah, I'll make money. And when I see, okay, they're starting, the whole thing is rising to a certain peak, they'll exit and they'll have a good profit. So um, some of these people might be actually being manipulated by those who are just listening on the sides and waiting to make the big money. But if we do not want to participate in this kind of craziness, how should we participate in the stock market? So let's say you have 
a few hundred dollars, few hundred euros, pounds, or even a thousand pounds, thousand dollars, thousand euros, doesn't matter, whatever currency, you have a small amount of money available. Then you should do the way I started as a, as a young person, because when I was 17, I decided I want to move all my savings out of a savings account and onto a debit account where I could start using uh, my cash to regenerate. Because the thing is, already 30 years ago, and today is not much better, the interest rate that you get on savings was 30 years ago a joke, and today it's not even a joke, it's a scam. Yes, banks are actually scamming most of its clients out of interest. Yes, because if you go and take a loan from the same bank where you've put your money in, they are charging you 15 to 27% interest rate. But in the contrast, if you give them the exact same amount of money that you would borrow from them, they are not giving you anything. Maybe they're giving you 0.00001%. Awesome. What a great win. And now think of it. Most of these banks are closing all their shops, their bank shops. They, they don't need so many locations. Most of banking today is happening in the digital world. Most clients are going and doing their business online. Many people are paying by credit card or debit card if they go shopping. They buy online by credit card or debit card. Yeah, you go on Amazon, you pay by credit card, it's easy and fast. Other places you pay by PayPal, even if you pay by PayPal, you can pay by credit card or debit card in the end. So, why do they need to take 27%? Question you can, of course, ask your banker. But the most important thing is, you shouldn't ask following question. Never ask your banker, what should I invest my money into? Which funds should I buy? Which shares should I buy? Which options should I buy? And so on. Do never ask that question. Use your own brain. Why? Because if that banker or that bank assistant knew what they were doing and knew that it would be good, they wouldn't be working at that bank. They would be making money on the stock exchange themselves. They wouldn't need to work in a bank. Yes, just consider how low-paid nowadays bank employees are. That's not a great job. And they tell you to invest money in something that's obviously something they don't want to have anymore. They want to get rid of it and they're dumping it on you. So don't buy their stuff. What you should do, inform yourself. Whether you read a business newspaper, whether it's the Financial Times, the Handelsblatt, the Wall Street Journal, all these different kinds of business and stock market related magazines and newspapers. That's what you should be reading. Yes, you should be reading as well different kinds of other things about um, businesses and startups and so on. But if you get your news purely from forums, from um, Reddit and other kind of places, then you are ill-informed. Why? Because you actually don't know why you should put the money in that business. 
And if it's just because you're gambling and trying to hit some uh, short seller, well, that's a opportunity where you might make some money, but in reality, most of the cases will actually be losing money. And when you <clears throat> listen and see what people are actually writing there, yeah, it confirms. A few people are making a bit money and the rest is just going down the hatch. So um, what should you do? What did I do? Well, when I was 17, I started investing my savings into funds or funds, depending on which country you are. Uh, they used to be called in-renter, inter-renter, euro-renter, and so on. Nowadays, they have different names, but never mind. Um, the key thing is you start with a low-risk investment, something that maybe costs you $50, 40 pounds per paper. And that's how I started. I started building small little capital. And as a student and a pupil, I used to work as well in shops, make some extra money, and then invest that money directly into my portfolio. I didn't go partying. I didn't buy myself a second-hand car on this kind of stuff. And yeah, by that time, by the time I left school, I had a asset value of 10,000. Most of my schoolmates had a broken down car, which was maybe worth 500. And I had 10,000. And how did I do it? Because I regularly followed the stock exchange. I informed myself. I read newspapers. I tried to find out what's this company doing? What's that company doing? Why are they going up? Why are they going down? And at that time, there didn't exist great stuff like internet and apps. I had to literally use first a sheet of paper and make myself my own tables. Later on, I used Excel and used teletext and all these kind of other sources of information to know the current prices. So eventually I make my decisions and in the mornings I usually would do my ordering. So I'd go in a school break, I'd go over and do my sales whilst the others were playing football. Well, think of it, who was smarter? Okay, the kids had fun, they scored a hole and had 500 uh, maybe $500 to the name and I had 10000 when I left which is a nice amount of money and that continued to grow as well over the time at a certain point I had enough cash to actually go to the next level so when you have the funds and you've produced enough cash flow so something about 10000 then it's worth deciding to go to the stock market what do you do? you start researching what are the different businesses are doing? What's actually unique about them? What's currently happening in the market and so on? And you look as well at the long trends. That's why I used to have my papers. Today you can go onto any website that has financial data and you can scroll between the trends and the, of the shares of the last five minutes, 10 days, 30 days, three, five, six, ten 10 years, whatever. So you can get a good feeling as well what's happening. And then you start buying stock, which means you don't gamble. You don't go and buy stuff because you think it's great. You buy actually stuff that you think is going to be the right stuff to buy and you buy it. So let's say you have 10,000 in your cash and then you 
buy, for instance, 2,000 one stock, and then another 2,000 the next stock. And depending on how things go, you might spread it around, so eventually you have four or five different stocks available. And you let that sit for a while, and you check. Now you have to start doing your calculations. So, of course, buying stock, depending where you are buying it, it'll cost you certain fees. Maybe you have to even pay for a fee for having your papers in a depot. So all these costs you have to add up and calculate what price do I have to sell so that I get my money back, including my fees. Because when you sell, you have to pay as well fees. Um, it depends very much on your broker or your bank or wherever you've got the money. But consider at the beginning, we're starting small. So we'll have to pay more fees because we haven't got the leverage, we haven't got the portfolio. And so you, you build up your assets. Eventually you have maybe 50,000, 100,000 to your name. And you say, okay, good. I can take a certain amount of that. Let's say 10, 15%. You can take that and start investing in the next level. So you can diversify. You can even have, let's say, 10% in funds, 80% in shares, and another 10% in the next thing that comes afterwards. So you've been investing in shares. Maybe you've been having some really good luck and you've sold some shares. You sell them at a good price. Maybe you even eventually, let's say you have 50,000 and you take maybe 30,000 and you buy a certain kind of stock because you think that stock could go up to a certain level and you think it's a good idea. I did that once. I put 20,000 in one particular stock and whoops, I was lucky. Four months later, this company was taken over and I doubled my investment. I made more money in four months than if I had, than I would make with my salary that I used to have at that time, working for a corporate in IT. So quite a good salary, but the profits that I made with that was higher. But of course, it wasn't enough to say, okay, I quit my job and I don't do anything anymore. That's of course not the case. So uh, you do that, let's say, at the side. And then eventually you go and build it further so that you have your risks spread. Because, of course, funds are lower risk, shares are medium risks. And when you go to other things like options, CFDs, and so on, you go towards the high risk. But what's the other high risk option besides CFDs, options, certificates, um, on uh, other kind of things that are available. Business, exactly. Being an entrepreneur is the highest risk because, yeah, it can be that you grow your business and suddenly something happens and your revenue falls apart, disappears. And that's why even as a business, you should go and build reserves. The thing is, if you have capital reserves in your company and they're just sitting on a savings account, you are wasting money as well. So it is okay and thoughtful to invest the money, a certain portion that you can, that you don't really need in the next six months to a year, and put it, for instance, as well in funds. 
Of course, as a company, you might have more money. So you invested more money into funds. And then you take eventually a second section that you can uh, forget for three years and that you invest in shares. And the rest you keep in cash as backup. Because it might be something, let's say you have a few company cars and one of your trucks breaks down and you suddenly need to repair it or to buy a new one or whatever and you have to make a down payment or anything of that, you need the cash. Because sometimes if you need cash at a fast time and you have to sell some of your stocks or your funds, it might be the wrong timing to sell them. But you need the money and then you lose money. And that's what we don't want. We do not want to lose money. So you have to be, at the beginning, very conservative. And that's a way as well not only to increase gradually and safely your own uh, personal wealth, but as well the assets that your business has, because the money is working. And this money is currently at the time not necessary. Nevertheless, you have to have the attitude that you are willing, are able to accept of losing all that money, because still it's a high risk. And that's the key thing. And just to, to have a nice disclaimer, as usually most of others as well do, this is definitely not a financial advice. I'm not giving you any advice or suggestion what exactly you should buy in stocks and other kind of stuff. And I'm not suggesting that you should go into high risk stuff because this, this key topic is going section by section about what one can do and how you have to do these things. Next episodes, I'm going to provide more information as well and other things. But let's stay with that and continue with the next episode on the next day, um, on the next interesting topic around creating your personal wealth and your business wealth by using the stock market and all different vehicles in order to increase your assets and diversify as well your income. I hope you enjoyed the Fast Track edition of today. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. The link is follow.prmediareach.com follow.prmediareach.com You can follow me also on Twitter by using the Twitter handle capbarch so it's spelled c a P-B-A-R-T-S-C-H Or for those who are into sailing and uh, flying, Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. Yes, that's C-A-P, Barge. See you soon or hear you soon in the next episode. And please share as well this episode if you've enjoyed it and would like to let others have the opportunity to use that as well to get new ideas and insights. Mm -hmm.